0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 165 of On the Flank. I'm on your host, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, here we are. Final week of, a ma- of the midseason madness qualifiers are past us, and we finally get some uh, games that feel like they matter. It's been <laughs> a while, Joe. Um, I am, you know, looking back at this past weekend, I am more excited at the prospect of these upcoming games than I am about thinking some of these past games this weekend. Not, not to say there were still some really exciting results from this weekend and exciting matches overall, especially for you, Joe. If we start over in APAC with the Philadelphia Fusion, that had a they had a fantastic weekend. Going into this weekend, the Chengdu Hunters, Hunters were threatening to take their midseason madness spot. Um, and after the first day, that was put to rest because the Hunters were unable to beat the Shanghai Dragons. Uh, but that Philly Fusion sort of uh, topped it off with an, an amazing win over the Seoul Dynasty. As a Fusion fan, Joe, are are your, is your belief back for this team because of how well MN3 was able to play this, this weekend? Or do you think they're just giving you hope just to crush your <laughs> dreams once again? They
1: are very good at that. They are very good at that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you're. I mean, you're exactly right, and that's. Um, you know, this is the the logic behind our uh, MVP pick for the week uh, that we always give uh, both of us. It had to hand it to Min three. It um, had to be. It yeah. had to be him. He popped. <laughs> not, not really much of a question uh, from this this early Sunday morning performance against the Soul Dynasty because, yeah, in in a lot of senses, you know, if you go back and watch it, uh, which I definitely recommend you do, you know, if you, uh, uh, you you know haven't already or haven't you know didn't when it came through, if you go back and watch it, yeah, this this was this was a one man show in a lot of ways. I don't know uh, precisely how the stats came out. You know, if it was a uh, uh, one of those deadlifts technically or not, but, um, uh, but yeah, MN three showing up, uh, in the DPS role where he needed to, um, and, and playing right up with, uh, the, the likes of prophets and, and <laughs> the, whole soul dynasty, which has been a really consistent team, um, in, in the East. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, you know, my, my main concern, if anything, um, is, is still, you know, with Philly, the inconsistency, um, um, <laughs> cuz yeah they picked up the two good wins they they solidified their their number 4 spot in uh asia that earns them a tournament berth and all that but um uh you know it's going to take more than um uh, one one good series from him in 3 uh you know to be to be the difference maker um as uh <laughs> yeah. as this tournament continues uh so that's it's a concern there you know i'm not i'm not throwing everything You know, in just for the sake of, um, just for the sake of doing it. But but it's definitely a good place to be, um, and a good, uh, um, a good sign for you know some early tournament performance, Um, because you know we're not going to see a uh, meta change. For example, you know there's not going to be you know any kind of patch to to change up what presumably it sounds like uh, is working relatively well here uh, for the fusion.
0: Yeah, I, I it's it's just great to see when should pop off. It's great to see these rookies pop off. They're obviously still a young team um with some very young players and uh some some people forget that. I mean, it, when you see an extremely young team like the San Francisco Shock absolutely dominating and undefeated in regular season, all of a sudden the expectations for rookies go through the roof, right? Um so I think it's disappointing when MN3 and Zest and all these young players on the Philly Fusion aren't able to achieve that, um, which is sad for them. That's very high expectations to have as a young player in this league. Um, But MN3 is doing very well. Also, if you have seen this match, they did post the player POV on New Queen Street of just MN3 on Ash um, in the Soul Dynasty game. So you can go back and watch that if you just want to watch MN3, which is... It's fun. I like these player POVs, especially when we don't have the replay viewer. But I think they should continue to just post them as videos for people who don't want to, who just use YouTube more than the replay viewer and don't want to download the replay viewer, right? Oh yeah. But, um, so I like these. I like these player POVs. Yeah, maybe.
1: Maybe I ought to know this as a Overwatch League podcaster. Is, is there even a replay viewer for the Overwatch League this season? I don't think there is. There. I didn't know there there
0: is, but it's for. Yeah, there is, but it's for league, the league, the teams, and like some ta- and the talent I think, and some people who are connected with okay. the league can use it. Um, so there is one, but it's like in alpha is what I would explain it as basically. Um, so that's why the public doesn't get access. It's like to Like you've it got yet. it for your job, as,
1: obviously with the gladiators.
0: Yeah yep i haven't we we can get replay viewer access i have not used it personally obviously the players and coaches have it so they can use it to um study and stuff like that uh but yeah uh teams every and anyone involved in the league has it um and that's why you've been seeing i think even the justice have posted a bunch of player povs recently as well so yeah it's it's uh yeah i think that's definitely good uh but i think they should keep it around for people who because i replay viewer um download base i feel like is super niche as well like i i don't think your average owl viewer downloads the replay viewer and goes through it so i think keeping these going forward would be great as well but uh yeah these the philly fusion going 2-0 it's cemented um their place in the mid-season madness they only really had to go 1-0 but uh, they won both games. It also gave them a better uh, seating, I guess, than some of these teams as well, if they wanted that. It just put them against the Hangzhou Spark, though, which isn't that fun. <laughs> we just get to see Hangzhou and Philly face off for what will be like maybe the third or fourth time at, at this point. Time, yeah. But uh, luckily for Philly fans, last time you guys they, they faced off, uh, Philly won and five, so... Uh, they've had success against the Hangzhou Spark this year, so that's a nice first-round matchup for them. Then, um, but as as far as the rest of APAC goes, Chengdu just fell short. And I know on last after this last last week, I think we both were in agreement that Chengdu maybe deserved it over Philly. Uh, I have flipped. I, yeah, this last weekend is like, okay, yeah, Philly was better than Chengdu probably this. Uh, Like, at first, obviously, Chengdu beat Philly in that first week of APAC. But I think by the end here, if they faced off again, I would bet on Philly beating Chengdu this time around. It seemed like uh, Philly was just getting better. I don't think Chengdu necessarily got worse. They, they started facing harder opponents and... Philly just got better towards the end and figured out their where their place in the meta was. So yeah, I
1: think that's definitely fair to say. I mean, we talked. Uh, I know my my statement go, coming out of the last week's show was, you know, that it's uh, the, the possibility certainly existed uh, for for doo to have gone two and zero this week. I don't know that. Uh, um, uh, you know, I wasn't sure how, how certain that may or may not have been, but uh, you know, the possibility was there, and I think they they still did perform well. I think. Um, you know the the highlight match of of the two that they played is uh, obviously going to be there against the Shanghai Dragons just for um, you know for having them closer uh, versus getting shut out against Songzhou. But, um, uh, but but yeah, just in general, not not the week you wanted uh, for Chengdu, and unfortunately it means you're not able to uh, uh, step in and actually make that uh, mid season tournament, which would have been unfortunate. But um, uh, but yeah, still not, still not terrible for this team. I think, um, you know, the the trend is good. Uh, it's you know, it's going to be a, a big question of um, how that's uh, how that trend evolves and uh, what kind of uh, patch changes come in through to to stage three that um, and it, how they how they find themselves settling in that uh, particular context.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Chengdu, obviously still talented players, and they're still. Aiming for those playoffs, that's for sure. And they're still there um, in the standings. One game, three points behind Philly, but and not making this tournament is going to hurt that point total as well. But they're still there record-wise. They can still catch up to Philly. Um, but, yeah, I'm liking these four. Obviously, if you haven't been paying attention, Seoul, Hangzhou, Shanghai, Philly, the four from APAC in the Midseason Madness. I'm liking these four. We get three nine-and-three teams that are looking really good. And then the Philly Fusion at 6-6 six and six, still beating that top team in Seoul Dynasty most recently. So I think four strong teams it's looking like for the Midseason Madness in APEC. Um, and APEC. And it's going to be fun. Uh, before we get into some of these NA games, because there, there were some exciting ones this weekend. Not too many, but okay, yeah, NA Midseason Madness has been... Fine. <laughs> but yeah. Uh let's I, I wanted to ask you, Joe, NA versus APAC here is a big question going into midseason madness because this is the first time we're going to see it. Last time we saw it, playoffs last year. Um obviously we got new rosters, a brand new game since then. Uh if you had to pick um, which region you think is better right now, or which region you think is going to perform better in the mid- mid-season madness? Who do you think it's going to be, Joe? NA, APAC? Yeah,
1: that's a really good question. And uh, I think there's... Uh, and we'll talk about, obviously, our, our brackets as we get here to the end of the into um, uh, the show and leading into leading into this tournament. Um, and so <laughs> a lot of it depends on, uh, you know, what situations you're talking about, which teams you're talking about. I, I think in general, the... Um, the, I think I would say the North American region has been looking um, uh, more... Uh, so certainly more evenly matched, and therefore more competitive with each other. Um, uh, and that's hard to measure, obviously. Um, again, because we haven't had kind of cross-region play, and so the, the balance um, between regions is, is obviously up in the air. But um, the, the the most exciting, most competitive matches that we've been seeing... Um, you know, besides, for example, the the odd uh, outlier like this uh, Philly v. Soul match, um, uh, really, I think has been has been leaning in the favor of North America, um, uh, and, and so that's that's where where a lot of my um, leanings went. Uh, I think is is fair to say, uh, you know, when when I needed that kind of uh, edge one side or the other uh, in some of my picks um, for for the tournament and that kind of thing. Uh, but uh, um, the yeah, I don't know. It's 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 really gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Obviously, we we only have the one uh, cross-region first-round matchup, which is unfortunate. Um, but uh, I I suspect we'll get uh, at least a handful more before the week is over.
0: Yeah, I I really hope we do. It would be a shame if we didn't. Um. But yeah, this should be, I I don't know. I do think it's more, I think a lot of people are favoring NA because you have the most obvious thing that people would point out is more teams than NA. More teams equals more practice, more variety of practice, more uh, sort of being able to fine-tune exactly what works best for your team if you're facing as many teams as possible. Uh, Whereas APEC, obviously, less teams, uh, maybe more of an echo chamber, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but as far as playoffs go, it seemed relatively even. I mean, at the tippy top, you have the Shanghai Dragons, obviously, and then after that an APAC, they didn't perform too well. Um, but you still had NA teams just who struggled, specifically the Atlanta rain to beat any APAC team. I think Atlanta rain purely depended on on beating NA teams to make it to the grand Finals last year. So if Atlanta Rain have to run into APAC teams, I think they, uh, they're they going to be very scared because you got a lot of the same players here on the Atlanta Reign who might still just get in their head the same coaching staff, stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, it is a shame, Joe. We only get to say, see Shanghai, Toronto, and I've got to be honest. I will I would pick Shanghai in that matchup. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we get – hopefully Seoul picks an NA team um, in the second in the second round. They might just pick one of the APAC teams because they're more used to playing them, though. So who knows? Who knows what happens? Um, yeah, I'm super interested to, interested to see, but I think most people are leaning NA. I'm also leaning NA a little bit. Um, but I think going to Seoul and Shanghai are definitely going to be able to compete with the Shocks and Gladiators of, of the NA world. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's, this weekend's going to be fun. Or this week, I guess. It's not a weekend. (laughs) Um, It's... I
1: don't know. It's it's a weekend if you try hard enough.
0: (laughs) If if you believe hard enough. If you just... (laughs) If you just watch the grand finals, basically. Yeah, it's the weekend. If you you Um, take
1: the week off, it's the weekend.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that as well. (laughs) Um... All right, let's... uh, There were a couple of matches in NA this week that were um, fun to watch and of note. Um houston new york it just seems like houston wants to play close with every team at this point joe because they do have two five mappers this week um what is this let me see okay they had a five mapper against atlanta the week before so this is their third five map game in a row and they're they had four total five map games in the mid-season madness qualifiers um, do you think Houston just plays down to teams, or like how good do you think this team? is? Because they're beating the likes of Houston in some of these five maps, but you shouldn't be going to five maps with a team like New York, um, or I mean, or Boston really. If you're Houston, I think the is that a little worrying to you going into this tournament as far as Houston goes, Joe? Yeah,
1: it's certainly not ideal. Uh, I, I mean, it's worth mentioning. Uh, not only Houston, but also uh, Dallas in the last two weeks went to five maps versus New York. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there's uh, there's some consistency there. If anything that if anything that makes uh, uh, Boston the better team of the three <laughs> who beat New York three one. But um. Um. But, but yeah, it's it's definitely an uh, an an interesting dynamic with with Houston. Um, that's yeah the 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 evolution of you know, um, uh the the ebbs and flows of, of this roster's performance have definitely been interesting, uh you know lately, um, and, and particularly earlier this stage when uh, sojourn play was really heavy obviously, um, uh, Houston have an excellent sojourn uh, on the roster that's been super beneficial for him, um uh, and and you know balancing that with uh some of so their their other um, like we're talking about the, the other things that we're seeing that we're having questions about, it's it's a it's a delicate balance for sure. Um, uh, obviously did qualify. Obviously gonna gonna play through here. Uh, I have them uh, winning their first round matchup, uh, but you know, the the question remains how uh, how how far they may end up having. It's it's hard to say, but uh, yeah, it's it's a definitely interesting team as far as Houston goes. I I anticipate they'll find. Uh, Some decent amount of success, though.
0: Yeah, I I think they're right in the middle. They had a fairly easy schedule here in the midseason Madness, so I don't think we really got. The one time they faced good teams was Atlanta, and they ended up winning, and Gladiators, and they ended up getting destroyed, but that was. They looked good in that match still. It was just C9s and mental mistakes, so. Um, Yeah, I still. I agree with you, Joe. I think Houston, it seems like they like to play down to their opponents sometimes and take it to five which is not ideal but they still get the wins in the end and that's good for them um, which historically they haven't been a very good map five team so this is good to see I guess as well it's true. Um, yeah uh, speaking of map fives, uh, a banger of a series between the Justice and Titans happened. A lot of people predicting this to be the Titans' first win, finally. And this was it was just set up like a storybook, you know? <laughs> the Washington Justice have been struggling so much that this is just what it's leading up to. The big explosion, the big loss to the team that hasn't won yet. And the Titans were so, so close to finishing that storybook ending there as on Coliseo the Justice take it there at the last last stretch of Coliseo. So man, um, I thought this was it, Joe. I thought the Titans finally had it. I all all this stage everyone was like we could see the improvements. We can see uh, what dpay has done to this roster. Um, but they just fall short their next game, Toronto, when they return for the midseason from the midseason madness here, Joe, is is that their, Are you marking that as their first W yet, or what?
1: It certainly could be. I, yeah, this is <laughs> definitely definitely a close match and and a good match uh, also to rewatch. I know you had written down that one as a possibility, uh, just for the the novelty of it and the, the you know the, how many uh, maps over these last couple weeks we've seen that are decided from <laughs> you know just really, uh, really short mechanical. Uh, Uh, you know, know, map mechanical kind of questions and, and, uh, uh, developments, (laughs) but, uh, with this one being no exception. But, but yeah, definitely, definitely looked good. Um, the, the schedule is, is not going to get any easier for them. Uh, you know, unfortunately just by, uh, that's, that's the nature of, uh, being the team on the bottom of the standings. Um. but uh, b- 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 yeah, I still uh, don't have a problem believing that yeah. Eventually, we're gonna we're gonna run into something. Something's gonna happen for this roster. Something's gonna click. Um. Uh. Just certainly hasn't happened yet.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's gotta click, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, they're 0 and 12 at this point. It's gonna be a struggle for them to make it to play-ins, but um. I, we just I think everyone wants to see success out of the Titans. They haven't had it obviously since that first iteration of their roster, which was amazing. Um, but yeah, it stinks they were so close to grabbing it. Um, the only other really big game of note was uh, London versus Dallas, which I think was everyone's like NA most hyped game going into this week. everyone was there were lots of people predicting London. I was one of them. I wanted to see it. Um it was London's first real test here in the qualifiers and yeah, unfortunately they just fell short. It was I mean, the series was 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 pretty close throughout. Uh Elios went to three points there at the end. I I was really hoping we would at least get to map five on Coliseo, but unfortunately we didn't. Um But yeah, it's still good to see London competing, grabbing a map off of Dallas at least. I that I think that um I think that shows some uh, pretty good promise here for the Mid-Season Madness Tournament, where they do get Atlanta Rain, and the last time they faced each other, uh, the Spitfire boomed the Atlanta Rain. So, uh, could be a good matchup for them. Also, could be a bad one, because I imagine the Atlanta Rain really want revenge on them after that.
1: Yeah, they don't strike me as the type to uh, let let uh, performances like those go very easily. Um, the, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's going to be excellent to see the matchup, and it's, it's good, again, you know, this was the... The, the success story of a team from North America in terms of um you, you know qualifying for this tournament uh after not having made the kickoff clash you know when uh how many teams were um I, I shouldn't say complaining that it was going to be impossible cuz it still was definitely difficult um but you know certainly expressing concern about um uh the format but you know London able to come back against the format and uh, find whatever success they may but um, but yeah, definitely a good match. Uh, I, I, I also wish it was going to go to five maps, but you know, um, I, that's how it happens sometimes. It's going to be good to see them, uh, in a, in a good tournament setting.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited to see this London team. No doubt. Um, I hope they, I hope they do well. Um, I think in my bracket, I honestly just have them exiting right away because they face in my bracket. They're going to face Atlanta twice, Joe. Ooh. And I, I, just don't, yeah, I don't see Atlanta twice in a row, and I just don't see Atlanta losing this time around to the Spitfire, honestly. As, as someone who is a uh, person who knows this Atlanta Rain team pretty well, because the Glads are good friends with them, like I just know that it, if if they're not going to let London beat them this time, um, I know. That, I think it's come out that there were specific. Someone talked about on the internet that there were just specific awful mistakes they made the first time they faced London and decided last second to like put Gator in on certain maps. I think they've got their strategy down for this meta, which is play Hawk all the time. And um, I think they could be London despite some of their struggles recently, but yeah, this should be super fun. Dallas on the other end of this match. I guess we didn't really talk about them at all. Um, I think, yeah, I think this showed they're still good in this meta and still will be one of the best teams. We were a little worried, of course, after that NYXL game. Uh, But yeah i think they'll still be up there i don't know like if they will be like finalists like they were in kickoff clash but they're still there it, it, this win helped them secure a top four seed which gave them a buy which i think is absolutely huge you get to pick your first opponent um and you get a day off on that monday um and you get to see sort of what it, it's just perfect right you get that monday off and then you get to like they don't get to pick their opponent because they're fourth seed, but you, they'll get to see what their opponent's playing, I guess, and scout. Yeah, it's, is, yeah. so this, this one was huge that's for That's definitely
1: going to be beneficial, absolutely.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, we give out our MP, MVP. Games to rewatch, I have uh, we both have Philadelphia and Seoul. I think that was a great match. And then I put Washington-Vancouver for the memes.
1: <laughs> for the memes, for the butt scratch. You know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then I threw in uh, the Dallas London yeah as well just because yeah it's it's good matches some some good awards like you said despite um, the the relatively low stakes in in North America um, evidently these teams still know how to put on a show and that's <laughs> exciting so yeah
0: good yeah for them I'm I'm very excited for matches to matter again here in this tournament it's gonna be it's gonna be an awakening I feel like. Um, like uh, viewership, especially, was dwindling there at the end of the midseason madness. If you took a look at the numbers, and uh, like people were complaining about it on Reddit, I was like, no one is pointing out that these matches just don't matter at all. Like everyone has clinched in the past week. Like, yeah, I think that's a huge reason why I didn't watch most of the matches this weekend, and a lot of people didn't watch most of the matches this weekend because they just felt like they didn't matter at all. So I hope the league takes note uh but yeah as far as pick go joe's eight points ahead i don't know how different that is from last week uh, if you got even more ahead I, or what I th- happened i thought i had go recorded
1: to- this somewhere uh it's, it's not very much different from last week certainly looks like last week i was up by three so yeah yeah uh i noticed or i noted on our sheet i only had uh two uh matches where i actually got the score right <laughs> i had a bunch of twos um but only two matches this week where I actually had all three points, which I thought was funny, but um, uh, but yeah, no, nice. the, the soccer continues uh, hopefully both of our uh, tournament picks will go through for this mid-season madness uh, I've, I've locked mine in, so as long as I don't reset them,
0: I have locked yeah, please don't <laughs>
1: they'll uh, still be there So.
0: I've also locked mine in um, we'll talk about our picks later. I don't think we'll go through our whole brackets, but we'll talk about who we think is going to do well. Uh, before that, though, we got some news to go through. Guangzhou Charge um, made a lot of moves here this past week. I think just like all in one night, honestly. My Twitter yeah. feed was just clogged when I woke up in the morning with Guangzhou Charge stuff. Uh, but they made a lot of drops and it's signings and stuff like that. They dropped unique develop and rio as well as the uh, coach um,
1: yes
0: as well as the coach or assistant coach I think. um young yeah yeah um and then they signed um uh, xerneas who is uh Yivital, i believe Big pokemon right fan. um yes and he is now xerneas the legendary pokemon um and who else did they signed? Um, Jimmy and Aprita. So very familiar names. Um, you should know all these people, because uh, Aprida, obviously Chengdu Hunters player who got dropped because of uh, budget budget issues, now officially with the Guangzhou Charge as a two way player. Uh, I guess I should mention that as well. All yeah. these, all three of these are as two way. Um, Xerneas, who uh, formerly known as Yvettele uh obviously also with the chung hunters um back in yeah back from 20 for a long time um and then uh jimmy who also was with the chung hunters and honestly it was good i think a lot of people were surprised everyone liked liked jimmy i remember jimmy jimmy did pretty well
1: yeah and, and all three players uh, obviously um you, you know fell victim to uh <laughs> earlier in the season when when uh uh, Chengdu making some drops. You know, there was speculation about. Uh, uh, I, I think was it like financial issues or something that that they had to make some mm-hmm. uh, uh, drops. It was super unfortunate. Um, but yeah, the, um, they're definitely picking up from from some of the some of the, the slack there, so to speak. Um, given some of these players, second life is, is always a good thing. Uh, so yeah, I'm just really curious to to see how this uh, evolves with a, a Guangzhou charge that uh you know has has not been doing super amazing still
0: yep obviously the worst apec team currently and uh if they didn't get la valiant in that week one a lot of people debate they would not have a single win right now so yeah a change change was needed and they are making that change by coming by becoming the chung do hunters 2.0 um So I I guess that's what they're trying to do. Of course they also the rest of their roster, if you haven't been paying attention, is far away, who used to be on the Chengdu Hunters, and then they have Choice of Juan and Krong as the only remaining two from the charge original roster here. So yeah. Um that's what they got. They got six players now. Um and they're they're going all in on Krong, no more Rio, which is I think a good idea. Three DPS and then two supports. So we'll see. They obviously could sign more people. They don't play for basically another month. <laughs> Their next games in a month, so they got a while. Um, which is, I, which is, I imagine why they signed most of these players as two-way uh, to give them some Guangzhou Academy playing time with contenders starting back up. Uh,
1: that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, um, for, I forget I, the I, statistic, yeah. uh, but I know Rio. Um, I, in particular, is one of the the overwatch League players that's had. Um and I forget if it's league wide or um uh region wide or maybe just on the team but but like has like the highest uh, map appearance rate or something. Uh I, I don't so I, I don't know if it's of of the Guangzhou Charge oh. or um um uh, you know just a, of of high rate compared to the whole league. I'm not sure but um uh, notable then to to see him leaving the team obviously as far as that goes.
0: Yeah, interesting. Well wow. Um. Yeah, Rio's been he's been a mainstay our long jump charge. So definitely, developing unique. I think both new to this year. So the Rio dropping is a big one. Um. But yeah, but those are the big the big player news. The big piece of player news this week. Um, we had, of course, Overwatch Two betas still going, um, and we had a blog last week, late last week. Um, and then the patch early this week, um, the blog sort of, yeah, just took us through what changes they were going to make um, into this patch, and they there are only two pa- two changes in this patch really. They mentioned, um, they mentioned Mercy. They mentioned Moira. Obviously, everyone upset with that Guardian Angel change that they made at the beginning of this beta with the automatic launch in the air which was super janky so they've changed it to make a meter so if you want a super jump you can by pressing space after you guardian angel and if you don't you don't have to um playing around with it i still don't know why you would ever i I just can't imagine what situations you would be in where you want to do that maybe you're dodging bullets or something but just playing around with it i'm like i i could do without this um then again i'm not a mercy player so i don't know what they think it seems like they're mad that it's complicated yeah there's that um yeah they mentioned symmetra which was not a change they ended up putting in the patch um mentioned that, th- that some specific changes including bring the projectile size but up a little bit um the secondary fire tra- time charge reduced for a couple a uh, couple milliseconds there teleport Teleporter cooldown being reduced as well. Uh, so they're playing around with Symmetra. I know John Spector mentioned somewhere on Twitter that they were possibly going to hot fix at some point this week. So that could be a change coming in that hotfix with more hero changes. Um, and then they mentioned Junker Queen and Zen are. They mentioned Junker Queen and looking at her, and they mentioned Zen and Sojourn as being possibly uh, need to be tuned down a bit. So those two could be in the hotfix. And then they it was kind of out of nowhere, but they said that we like the direction of Roadhog's changes, um, which I don't think anyone. Everyone has just been talking about Roadhog in general being useless, but no one, no one's really talked about the ultimate changes. I guess.
1: Yeah, it seems relatively minor in terms of um, you know how it might affect his his use as a hero, um, but I think you know a good change in terms of flexibility uh, as far as I go. Say, and I think that's that's a similar. It's my similar perspective. I think with these mercy changes, uh, we sort of uh, uh, blaze, blaze past it a little bit. But, but yeah, not to not to not to stomp on the uh, uh, not to, to stomp on the mercy players too much because I, I think it's definitely um, you, you know, to have, have that kind of flexibility is good. In the the patch notes describes as uh, keeping player intent at the forefront at the forefront um, and giving you ideas and. You know directions you can fling yourself. So so that's that's something as far as that goes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and really really three changes on this beta patch I would I would highlight. So uh, Mercy and Moira who will get to next, but also uh, a, a nerf to uh, armor to and and by extension all the armored heroes. Um, that uh, describes a dynamic reduction of um, a dynamic damage reduction uh, based on how much armor. Uh, a hero has uh, and, and they, they don't have a great description of, of the math involved on the page I don't feel like um, but it's my understanding that uh, in overwatch 1 live currently um, and previously in the overwatch 2 beta uh, even one unit of armor on your health um, caused the the next uh, unit of incoming damage to be reduced by 30%. Uh, so if that was, uh, for example, a far rocket or something, which I think does 120, um, uh, then it would be reduced by, what, 36 damage. Um, uh, so it would be less than 100 damage, even if you had just one unit of armor. And I'm pulling those numbers out of nowhere, but I think they may be kind of right. Um... <laughs> um uh, whereas now, uh, if you only have one unit of armor, for example, it'll only reduce, like, 30% per uh, armor unit is my speculation. So, like, if, if you got hit by that 120 damage burst, you'd only lose, like, one damage out of that because you'd only get, like, one times 30% or something is the impression that I'm getting. Confusing. Um, Confusing. And again, <laughs> and again, I didn't lay out the math there. But uh, the result is um, that... Uh, basically the burst image is better against armor now uh, so you've, you may have seen videos on online or youtube or reddit or whatever uh, of uh, like Reinhardt charge for example can can one shot brig now where it didn't used to um, uh, g- general stuff like that where um, you, you just I mean really that's the summary just overall slight uh, nerf to armor and by extension uh, all the, the armored heroes. And then, of course, there's the Moira.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's super. Uh, I forgot about the armor change. Yeah, pretty, pretty interesting armor change there. Uh, but, yeah, we mentioned the Mercy Jump, um, and we kind of both went into detail. If we want to talk about Moira, which is um, a super interesting change to me uh, because it, it's a rework kind of, but it's really just changing one of her abilities to something different. Um, it really feels like that because it just if you play it in game it it just kind of slots in um, where her old orb used to be Um, her damage biotic orb Uh, you literally press uh, whatever button it is E or whatever and then you have to press right click to get to this new orb which is being called necrotic orb
1: yeah so just Um, just really briefly touching on the changes I guess to (laughs) <laughs> to, yeah. to talk about, but yeah, the Necrotic Orb uh, completely replaces the the damage orb that she used to have. Um, you can no longer throw a damage orb, uh, orb but it does have a separate cooldown. Uh, so now the one uh, the one cooldown is just for your healing orb, uh, so you can just basically use it off cooldown uh, without worrying about that opportunity cost anymore. Uh, your Necrotic Orb is a relatively small um, straight line projectile. Um, flies as far as it flies and explodes uh, and causes uh, 50 damage of total from the impact and explosion, but reduces um, all damage dealt by uh, the target, uh, anybody who's within that explosion radius, uh, by 75% for 4 seconds. Uh, is the big change there. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. other tuning things to to accommodate for that uh, for that change, the self healing that you get from um, your right click damage uh, is reduced uh, by it looks like I don't know, a little less than twenty percent. Um, the fade cooldown was increased. The healing orb cooldown was increased, and its total health capacity decreased. Uh, but yeah, really, the the necrotic orb is the focus of this of this change.
0: Yeah, I think that's. The big one as someone who who's pl- okay i've played against it and played with it so far joe if we want to give our like initial impressions of how we feel about this change and to me it so far playing her just doesn't feel as fun to play her it feels like there's a lot less to do and there's a lot more downtime on this hero because of because of how long the cooldown is on this necrotic orb um it does make i think when i hit it and i and i hit it well it makes a huge impact and that feels great um it just feels like when i don't have it up or when it it feels like i have a lot less to do and a lot less ability to kill people because obviously um that that biotic grasp is not as strong as the biotic orb was when when you duoed them together it felt really like a lot of damage could be done in a salt in a small space um But Necrotic Orb still feels like it. It reminds, I mean, it plays a lot like an Ananade. It reminds me a lot of an Ananade. So when you hit those big ones, it feels really good. Or you're in a 1v1 with a damage hero and you hit it. It feels really good as well. Shuts down like Genji ult super well. Like 75% damage dealt is a lot. Um, And as far as playing against it, I've been hit by it exactly once while (laughs) I was playing Junkrat. And it does not feel too bad, honestly, to get hit by it um it like it doesn't feel like i'm completely like useless i I am a lot more useless (laughs) when i get hit by it but does it feels like i can still defend myself or get away or like do something about it um so it's not like completely debilitating and unfun either um overall yeah i i kind of like the direction of it but i still think more changes would be Need to be done, in my opinion. What are What are your thoughts, John? Yeah, I
1: haven't had uh, much chance to play around with it myself here on the beta. Um, just on paper, it seems to make Moira um, like like two big changes to her perspective, I guess, as a hero. Uh, number one, obviously, a big shift towards um, uh, towards a, a sort of a playmaking focus, uh, where you know before with the uh, the healing orb and the damage orb you didn't really have uh, lots of um, like like pure like play making ability for example um, the way um, like you talk about the sleep darts uh, or immortality field or uh, to a lesser extent things like shield bash you know that um, have big uh, significance uh you know fights affecting um, the abilities there where uh, damage orb and the healing orb really aren't necessarily uh similar um but, but yeah now the necrotic orb obviously with its uh, ability to counter um lots and lots of ultimates for example um it has it has a lot uh, more potential behind it um uh it the the other the, the other significant difference uh is it seems to me at least is it makes moira into a lot better of a uh, Duelist, uh, where like all your your classic uh, 200 HP heroes, um, uh Moira can be a lot less uh, scared of now than she ever used to be. Um, obviously, you don't have the you don't have the damage orb. Obviously, so uh, any damage you deal just you know comes from your melee attacks. Comes from your uh, right click. Bionic grasp, um, but if if you know a, a flanker is sent after you, um, uh, you, you know you've got the option to fade, but you've got the option to to engage and try to tag them uh, with this relatively long um, or relatively long cooldown ability. So that's sort of your your balance, obviously. Um, uh, yeah, so it's hard to say. Uh, it definitely definitely shifts um, what I interpret the the um, the primary reason you would pick Moira, like I think, um, certainly in the Overwatch, like you know, she's picked for her, for her healing and for her AOE healing, um, and that's definitely not why, or not the main reason, at least why you would want her. I think uh, in this, um, on this particular patch, but um, yeah, just a really interesting, interesting perspective for sure, and I'm, um, I'm really curious. I don't know. Uh, I don't think they've said if. Um, uh, Overwatch League stage 3 is going to have uh, this particular patch or not but uh, I think that would be super interesting if it did just to to see how you know her usage evolves
0: yeah I think it would be very interesting to see uh, these changes in the hands of uh, some pro players, wish I would have asked some of our players what they thought of it but I didn't get to uh, but yeah it would be interesting alongside whatever hotfix I, I imagine whatever hot, whenever that hotfix comes out that'll be it because that's the last changes they're making because the beta ends in like five days so so. that's the 18th yeah uh 18th last day for the beta by the way um i think the date they said the 14th everyone would be in by so that's tomorrow yeah so if you haven't if you haven't gotten in yet it'll be by tomorrow um and you'll have like four days to play so wish it was longer for you i'll be honest wish it was like i get access because i'm a part of a team and uh i'm sorry to the people who don't get access automatically without paying very sad yeah it's it's Uh, an interesting
1: strategy they went with that's definitely
0: yeah hopefully this because i think there's gonna be one more beta um and i hope hopefully that one's way more open um hopefully way more open yeah i think this this one was a little bit of a miss i think a lot less popular than the first beta and it was overall because a lot of people couldn't play it so all right let's uh let's just go over our uh tournament picks here is our, our little prediction segment here for the mid-season madness if you haven't looked at this bracket yet it's huge it's 12 teams um there are teams on buy uh, it's going to be from July 18th all the way to the 23rd. So we get a Monday through Saturday tournament, which is going to be super interesting. It looks like four games per day, basically, is what they're going with, besides uh, the last day, which is two, um, I believe. Uh, the last couple days, are, or no. Actually, the day before, it does have four as well. Um, but yeah, the, basically, a uh, long week. <laughs> um, and I think the way we're going to do this, Joe, is sort of go through our brackets like, from back to the front almost i think that's the most exciting way to do it just to, just to see like who we have winning it all um so let's start at the grand. who are the two teams you have making it to the grand finals out of these 12 teams joe
1: and then we can kind of retrace our steps as we go i have yeah. uh grand finals match first to four i have drumroll please uh the soul dynasty taking down the san francisco shock uh four to two is my my pick here online um, out nice. of the losers bracket. Interestingly enough.
0: Ah, yeah. nice. Um, that's exciting. We have two different matchups completely because I have the Gladiators Dragons <laughs> facing off. Yeah, and I have the Gladiators winning it, and uh, I'm once again not biased. And yeah, Gladiators <laughs> winning four two against the Shanghai Dragons. Um, and they they cruise through the winners bracket to just. Uh, win it all there but you mentioned Dynasty and Shock those are sort of my third and fourth place teams Um, if we retrace our steps here in my losers bracket final I have Seoul versus Shanghai and uh, Seoul ends up losing in five maps to the Dragons this time around Shanghai gets their revenge from the kickoff clash Um, who are your third and fourth place teams
1: Uh, yeah so I guess mine are more boring because uh, <laughs> it's the, it is the top four seeds. Uh, I've got Gladiators in third, uh, and a Heartbreaker five map loss to Soul in the uh, the losers bracket there, um, and then uh, Dallas in in fourth, um, <laughs> missing out just just one round in advance.
0: Dang, close. Yeah. Um, man, I have Dallas leaving in this tournament very early on is what i realized i picked a very spicy pick (laughs) earlier which we'll get to i guess um but yeah my winners bracket if it wasn't obvious was shanghai gladiators which ended up being the grand final as well shock lost to dynasty in that uh, match in the losers bracket to give them fourth place um and then sort of fifth sixth down here in the losers bracket um i have shock Um, beating the Hangzhou Spark. So Hangzhou Spark exits in this elimination round three, and Seoul beats Houston. Uh, And both of them are 3-0s, and uh, Houston also leaves in elimination round three. Who you got leaving there, Joe?
1: Elimination round three. For me, that's going to be the matchup between Dallas and the Shanghai Dragons, uh, who make it all the way, uh, again, down through through the loser's bracket. Their loss uh, just for curiosity's sake um, uh, to Seoul in, in the in the second round, actually. Uh, the Seoul's going to pick them is my prediction. Um, the Dallas and Shanghai uh, and the other matchup down there is Seoul and Atlanta is my uh, I don't know what that makes them, like sixth, I guess. Um, uh, or tied for fifth would be Shanghai and Atlanta for me.
0: Okay. Nice. Shanghai, Atlanta. Um... I had my my brackets just like so biased towards. So I have, as far as Atlanta goes for me, I have them losing in the previous round of the Hongjo spark because I'm just like Atlanta versus APAC teams. I have to have them lose, right? <laughs> they can't win. They can't beat APAC teams, which they probably will be able to this year. Let's be honest. And this is probably a bad pick, but I just went with the history and I picked on Joe spark to beat the Atlanta rain and knock them out. Uh, but I have an elimination round two. Dallas Fuel versus Houston Outlaws for the first time since um, since that week one matchup, and I had the Outlaws upsetting them in five maps. I And that is just a general thought for me, as I don't think Dallas will do as well in this tournament as they did in the kickoff clash. Um, so, even if they, they probably could win this game against Houston, even if they do, I probably would have had them out against Seoul next round or whatever. Um... So yeah, Atlanta and Dallas, two teams who did really well, by the way. Second and third place in the kickoff clash NA. I have um, as the second two teams out in this tournament. Or I guess, no, as the... The,
1: the second round of
0: eliminations. <laughs> second round of eliminations. The fifth and sixth teams eliminated because four will get eliminated previous to this. Oh. Who do you have in that spot, Joe? Yeah,
1: in those same spots, I have uh, the Shanghai Dragons will take out the Philly Fusion, uh, who've made it all the way uh, past that first round of eliminations, at least. Um, uh, in, in some exciting matches, it's going to be good. Uh, it's going to be a matchup, obviously, of this... Uh, uh, actually, I guess it was Sol they played most recently, but uh, I believe Philly beat Shanghai the last time they played? I want to say. Um, yeah, I
0: think so i As think so nope nope just kidding shanghai
1: 3-0 philly in week three but they they beat them before <laughs> that uh <laughs> but uh it's gonna be another rematch in this tournament uh that the shanghai dragons win uh and then over on the other side i have uh atlanta advancing over a matchup with the houston outlaws uh who again uh avoided um that very first round of elimination uh but will be heading out um um, an elimination round two, and both of those I have actually in five maps, which is interesting. Uh, that'll be an exciting day if, nice. <laughs> if that's the way that happens.
0: It will be an exciting day. We haven't even mentioned what's there, there's going to be great winners games that day as well. Oh yeah. Um, in the winners semifinals. Um, but yeah, it, they're in this big elimination round one. We're going to get four teams eliminated on Wednesday in one day in one fell swoop, and I've never seen a twelve-team bracket, Joe. But the way it works. Is they have people? Uh, they have some teams from the round that they are currently calling Tournament Week on the Pickems, which I don't think is what it should be called. Um, facing off against winners round one, losers. So, in a very interesting turn of events, if you had a buy you still can be one of the first teams eliminated. It does not matter um, because you will, if you lose in your winners round one, you will be in an elimination game immediately against teams that lost in that very first matchup. It's true. Um, Which I, I guess is how a 12 team bracket works. I haven't seen one before. (laughs) That's how they're making it Um, work
1: this time. I
0: guess. (laughs) I guess so. Um, But as far as the first four teams I have getting eliminated, as I mentioned earlier, I have the London Spitfire getting eliminated first because I, in my bracket, they face Atlanta Rain twice and just lose both games. I have Toronto exiting first, which I don't think is hot take at all by losing to the Hangzhou Spark. Um, I have the Philly Fusion, unfortunately, losing. I think they, I have them losing a close one against Spark in the first round, and then uh, they unfortunately get Dallas in this first elimination round, and I just don't think they can win that game. Uh, they definitely can win the spark one but i think if they meet the fuel it's going to be very tough uh, and then i have the mayhem losing to the outlaws uh who they also play in that first round uh, so mayhem defiant fusion london the first four gone for me how about you joe
1: yeah wow i've got uh, uh and again i guess a lot of this just depends on the the matchups and stuff we see in the first round which we'll we'll get into as well but um but yes, losing in that first elimination round, I have uh, the London Spitfire and another Heartbreaker. Um, <laughs> they lose to Atlanta in their in their first matchup, and then uh, uh, in this particular situation, uh, going down to Shanghai, uh, who really make a long losers bracket run now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, or, well, a couple rounds at least. Uh, the second matchup is Philly-Toronto. Uh, very exciting, obviously. Share uh, lots of player history, uh, a little bit of coaching history, um between these two franchises and we haven't seen them in a long time. Uh play each other that uh but the Philly Fusion takes it Toronto again is in that first round out. Uh then jump down to the, uh, the other two matches I have uh Atlanta beating Hangzhou, so that there's your there's your Atlanta beats an APAC team. Uh, I, oh, I think nice. if they're gonna beat one it may uh, may as well it's probably may Hangzhou. as well be Hangzhou. <laughs> 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 um as far as that goes uh and then the houston outlaws uh taking the win against the florida mayhem uh to send them out as the other uh fourth team eliminated there um and all those except for the london gamer
0: 3-1 nice fun day fun day of eliminations all right let's go to the here let's predict the matches we actually know are happening yeah. because <laughs> I, we i should mention that our brackets can be vastly different because um because this bye week, these bye week teams like can pick different teams. So me and Joe, yeah, probably probably picked, probably everything we said we, is
1: just gonna automatically be not happening. Yeah,
0: <laughs> because we had to guess who these teams are gonna pick. And the way I went was the most obvious way and what I think it should be, which is they pick the easiest team for them. They pick the team they think they're going to beat. But of course, last year in playoffs, Shanghai <laughs> Dragons were like, we want to face the Shock right away. So the Shock could very well meme it and do that once again and be like, we want to face Shanghai right away, which I don't think is the correct choice. They might do it just for just because they want to do it. Uh, but yeah, let's go through these first four matches that are actually happening for sure. Um, and I think it's kind of we kind of mentioned who, like I mentioned, I think Atlanta beats London. I have it in five maps, um, getting revenge. I think it'll be a very fun series, though. I think you also had Atlanta beating them, right?
1: Yeah, minus three one, but yeah, it's it's gonna be gonna be exciting. And again, just for this, if nothing else, just for the sake of London being there, um, is is mm-hmm. worth a lot.
0: Yeah, um, and then I think Dragons beating Toronto, almost everyone on the planet should have. <laughs> um, I have an easy three yeah. zero. So, um, and then Spark Fusion uh, is the game that I think this is an upset for sure. After the Fusion's great last week here, I picked the Spark to win. I just, I'm on the side of the Fusion will disappoint before they impress. So, I'm going. I'm running with that. And I have the spark winning in five maps yeah, that, against the Philly Fusion. I
1: guess in my head they are already impressed, so now now they can True. now they can can play some good matches and then lose. <laughs> yeah.
0: True. But
1: yes, I have them. I have yeah. Philly in, in five maps.
0: Nice. And I think we both have Houston beating Florida. I have it in five maps because Houston loves five map series. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, same exact same thing for me actually.
0: Yeah. Um, like, okay. As, so as, who, as we're
1: going through this, I feel like I picked a lot of five maps, but. I don't know. It'll just be that much more
0: exciting. All right. Let's, let's finish it off with this. I think the winners rounds are like moot. We have, we already gave our grand final. So let's just like, who would, who would you pick? Who do you think they would pick in this situation? Who'd you have the shock picking out of your four winners? Yeah.
1: San Francisco shock undefeated in the regular season. They'll get the first pick. Uh, and so out of Atlanta, Shanghai, Philly, and Houston, uh, I have San Francisco shock. They'll stick to what they know, stay in their own region. Um, and uh go into the Houston Outlaws uh as that first uh that first winner's round match.
0: Same here. I have the same exact one. The only difference between me and Joe, by the way, is I have Spark and he has fusion in that four. Yeah. So um that's the only difference. And I also had Shock p- picking Houston. I think that is the move they should go with. That is the move I think they would go with if they are in the mindset of let's pick someone we can beat. They would stick in their own region and um the team in their own region the two teams two options then would be rain or outlaws and i think they would absolutely rather pick the outlaws out of those two so i think they go outlaws gladiators have second pick who do the gladiators pick in your bracket Joe?
1: yeah and so i'm um, interesting maybe you've uh you know heard some of their strategy or something like what they're i have no clue who <laughs> who, what pick. their logic is <laughs> i
0: don't think they do yeah for some
1: of these <laughs> picks um Um, but yeah, so the remaining teams, again, in my setup here are, uh, Philly, Shanghai, and Atlanta. Uh, I think there's no way they pick Shanghai, uh, (laughs) when they have those options. Um, and between Philly and Atlanta, I, I think, um, at least in this situation, I, I, I wonder if the logic is going to be, um, you know, um. I guess it's like the op, the opposite of the old saying. But you, you pick the devil you don't know, uh, the the devil who's been playing uh, inconsistently at best, uh, and has been been a little streaky, uh, a little tired maybe after <laughs> a couple wins. Um, and I think they picked the Philly Fusion actually in this uh, in this first winners round, and then um, and then three zero them is the score that I have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think a funny Astro would definitely. Be the one to say hey let's pick the fusion i want to beat him oh yeah yes yeah. they do um, a selection
1: show on monday night that would be yeah that would I, be excellent he
0: would be the one he would be the one for sure <laughs> uh, but i also had the a i had i had the spark so we had the same like s- slot there i think if they're down to J- shanghai they're definitely not picking shanghai um and then we already have a history of not picking the atlanta rain when we had the option to Um, I think the Glads are, in general, have respect for the rain. Um, Even though the Gladiators are undefeated against the rain and honestly have stomped them at every corner and every time (laughs) they've played them, uh, they, yeah, are still scared of them and still respect them. So I think they definitely would go with either Spark or the Fusion in this situation, I agree.
1: Yeah, now is not the time to pick Atlanta if you don't have to.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Um, But Atlanta, Shanghai are our last two here. If you're Seoul, who are you picking out of those two?
1: Yeah, Seoul gets third pick, Atlanta-Shanghai. Um, and again, I think um, not necessarily in, in the sense of avoiding Atlanta for this particular pick, I don't think. Um, but, but you know, again, stay in the region, play something you're comfortable with. Uh, I think that's definitely definitely a good strategy for Seoul, and we know that uh, they've got the potential to to get that win. So I think uh, Seoul's going to pick Shanghai, uh, take that off of Dallas's plate. Um and then uh, obviously take the win from there
0: yeah i had them going with atlanta so we have the opposite there um but i definitely think that reasoning is there for sure i think maybe because seoul knows shanghai so well they're a little they might be a little scared of them so i went with the atlanta if i were to choose and um there were no regions i just think shanghai is a better team than atlanta so i that's what i went with i just went with Seoul probably thinks Atlanta's a worse team and also stinks against APAC teams historically, so maybe they just go Atlanta. But I could definitely see them going Shanghai your route, Joe, uh, because they recently have had really good success against Shanghai. So why not just go with it again? Um, but yeah, that for me that leaves Dallas first Shanghai and for you that leaves Dallas first Atlanta, which I think are both really cool matchups. Um, oh yeah. So.
1: And then again, all of my top four seeds win <laughs> so super super creative bracket at least in this first couple of rounds but you know that's how it goes
0: i have dallas losing so oh, there you um go. yes but i have shanghai beating dallas but if shanghai were against seoul i would not feel confident picking shanghai in that one so if i had your bracket i would probably go the way you win. <laughs> um all right but yeah, to recap, me me and Joe completely different grand finals. Uh, who do you have winning against Soul? Uh,
1: yeah, over Shock
0: or few. over Shock. Uh, Soul over Shock for Joe. I have Gladiators over Dragons, um, over here. Um, but yeah, this should be. I have I have no clue what's going to happen this weekend, <laughs> and it's going to be so much fun. Both of us clearly super differing. I think those those four teams in our grand finals. I think any of those four have a really good shot um at taking it and we haven't even mentioned the fuel and the rain who are historically really good in these tournament settings. I mean last time last time we got one of these big APAC vs NA rain were in the finals. So anything could happen. Um but yeah, unless you got anything else I think we could sign off here.
1: Yeah it's gonna be exciting stuff after those first couple days I I wonder if things may look more uh uh more clear like i wonder if we did it if we did a midweek show we're not going to but if we did a midweek show to like catch up on everything uh, uh, i wonder if it'll be easier to 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 look ahead but uh um, yeah but yeah b- biggest biggest tournament of of overwatch league history is what they keep saying uh it's gonna yeah, be interesting to see how this the all... amount of teams
0: i think because there's 12 teams yeah i think <laughs> I think that's the big reason why that's the stat that they're using. Yeah. Um, but yeah, should be interesting. Obviously we didn't cover it too much in this episode, but a lot of drama around the setups and stuff like that. So we'll see how that plays out, how much Atlanta complains because they love to. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and, of cu- um, and of course you'll be uh, there, right? Yeah. And no, I will be there so I can give an update not next week, but the week after Joe mentioned, we're not going to do a midweek update. And that is because I'm going to be in Hawaii all week and unable to record a podcast because i will be working so yeah no new episode next week but the week after we will be back to talk about this midseason madness tournament obviously
1: it's gonna be excellent
0: oh yeah um but yeah thank you all for listening if you want to follow us on twitter my twitter's at jw iv and joe's is at patrick underscore inc inc our show's twitter is at on the flank show you're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on-the-flank.podcast.co hyphen or on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy a jam-packed week of Overwatch action.